Hey everyone, welcome back to Ed Up Career Schools, The Scoop with your host, Kathy Belletti. So we are continuing with the topic of leadership. We've been talking about the high turnover in the admissions departments, and really and truly, it's not only admissions, it's sales teams across the board, right? So now we have to get to the point where we just stop losing members of our teams. Now, here's the thing. One of the major causes of high turnover, especially in sales teams, is micromanagement. Now, here's what's interesting. Sometimes you have to ask yourself, are you the problem? Are you the micromanager? Now, as leaders, especially when it comes to new leaders, you may not realize that you're guilty of this. Okay. Years ago, when I first took on my first team, you know, as a director of admissions, I mean, I went into that campus, guns blazing. I mean, tearing stuff apart. What is happening with this? And it's because you're trained a certain way and you know the business like the back of your hand. So when you go into a place and you see it upside down, you're like, <gasps> but that's not the way to do it. You have to be able to take a step back and observe for the first week. Even if stuff is going to craps, okay? You have to force yourself to take a step back and just observe and see how things are done because there may be some ideas that you may pick up on or there may be some instances that are actually great that you've never even considered, okay? And a lot of that has to do with micromanaging, all right? So there are like a thousand different ways for you to know if you're one of them, but I'm only going to go over what I think is the top Okay, because we have to stop losing people because of this nonsense. All right. But if you don't know, you don't know. All right. So I'm going to tell you, here's the first thing. You have a hard time delegating. Okay. I was guilty of this too. Okay. But you hire someone, right? And you hired them for the expertise. And here's the thing. Um, when you're micromanaging, it also says that you don't have any trust in the person that you hired to perform a job, right? So you assign someone a task, right? You tell them how it's supposed to be done. You give them a time frame. They start the task, but every couple of minutes you're checking in. You're texting them, you're emailing them, you're calling them. You're actually making them come to your office. Hey, is everything okay? You're not checking in because you want to know if they have any questions or concerns. You're checking in because you're not sure if they're performing the task the way that you told them to do it. But then you're not even giving them space to do the job, right? So you're checking in every two seconds because you don't trust that they know what they're doing. Here's what happens to you. You end up occupying more time out of your day doing what you've already assigned someone else to do. So now you're also backed out because you're not even supposed to be paying attention to that. You have to be able to trust but verify, right? Because no one is perfect. But what happens in a case like that, you get so freaked out and overoccupied with worrying about what they're doing that you end up taking on the task yourself. So now that last phone call is, you know what? It's okay. I got it. I got it. Don't worry about it. Go handle something else. What, why are you doing that? The reason why you hired that person is because your plate is already full, right? You cannot take on any more tasks. So you hired someone so that you can take a couple of items off of your plate, yet still 
you're still dibbling and dabbling. So instead of you focusing here, you're looking to the left and the right and your work is not being done because you're doing everyone else's. Delegate and leave it alone. Okay, so that is number one. And like I said, I was guilty of that in the beginning. All right, here is number two. Every single task needs your approval. All right, so it kind of goes back to hiring someone for their expertise. And you know, real leaders, they hire people who know more than them, right? Because if you know everything, why do you need staff, right? But if everything needs approval, guess what? The sense of urgency goes right out the window because nothing is getting done because you already have 15 items on your plate. But your managers and your staff, they're not able to do what they were assigned to do because they got to run it by you first. So if something is urgent and needs to be taken care of within the next hour, you're like, hold on for a second, run that by me before you actually send that out. Run that by me before you actually execute that. And in their mind, they're like, but this needs to be done within the next hour. Yeah, I know. Just leave that there. But you already have tasks that's going to take the next four hours. So if you have to wait until you finish your task to check on their task, that urgency is now out the window. Okay? Deadlines no longer exist. Trust your people to do what they're hired to do. All right? So before I mentioned trust but verify, right? No one is perfect. You have to leave room for human error. But you also have to trust your job your um, staff to do what they were hired to do. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with going behind them. Not every time, but a few times, depending on the task, right? And verifying that it was done correctly. And guess what? If in fact it was done correctly, let them know, you know, acknowledge that because one of the major reasons why, you know, staff gets to the point where they're like, you know what, I'm not appreciated is because they're never acknowledged for it anything is just more and more and more and more and more, right? So by just saying, thank you, great job, that already goes a very long way. You do not have to approve everything. You hired that person because you trust them to perform the job. So let them perform the job. Leading into number three, you have to be CC'd on everything. Hey, CC me on that? Better yet, BCC me on that? Okay. Why? Why? If in fact that you're hiring someone to take care of a certain department, to take a lot of tasks off of your hands, right? You should trust them enough that if they have a problem or if they have any type of concerns or challenges that they're going to come to you and talk to you about it and ask your opinion. Why do you need to crowd your email by having a bunch of emails that you don't need to be CC'd on in the first place? Because it's irrelevant at the time and let them do their thing. But really what it's saying as a leader is you don't want to be left out of anything, right? And the last couple of points also says that you don't trust your leadership, neither do you trust your training. Because when you hire someone and you think that you've trained them sufficiently enough to the point for them to go out there and fly, but every two seconds, you got to have your hand in everything, that's automatically saying that you don't trust your training. 
you don't trust that you were able to deliver the information clearly enough for them to understand and then go ahead and fly. So you have to keep, hey, and let me check that. Hey, put me on that. Hey, make sure that I'm CC'd on that. Here's the problem with that too. One, it doesn't look good to the staff. Okay. And number two, if you are CC'd or BCC'd on something and you see something that's way off, you may instinctively reply to all. And now you're overstepping the person who was assigned the task. What happens after that? Now the team loses respect for that leader because you came in and overstepped instead of pulling that person to the side and say, hey, so I saw the email, great job, but here's a couple of things that I would have changed, or this is how I would have worded it, or this is how I would have brought the information across, or you left out a couple of details. That should be a one-on-one -on -one conversation with that person, not CC'd and overstepping and embarrassing your leaders or your staff members who are appointed to be over everyone else. This is the quickest way for staff members to look at someone and go, hmm, you don't really have any clue or say, so I'm no longer going to listen to you. This is why people end up going over their superiors and going to the top because now they no longer respect their managers because you just disrespected them in public. Okay. You don't need to be CC'd on every single thing. All right. Choose your battles. There may be some instances where you're like, um, Okay, if you are sending some type of email where, you know, you're writing someone up, you're giving a verbal warning or something, that may be a case where you may say, you know what, CC me on that or make sure that you send that to me so I can approve it before you send that out. But those are those are isolated incidents, right? You don't need to be CC'd on everything. All right, here's the fourth one. You discourage independent decision making. Right. So as always, my point is going to be correct. So I don't really care what you have to say. I'm not going to ask you your opinion. I'm not going to ask what you think. I'm not going to ask, how can I help you? All right. Because it doesn't matter because I'm going to overstep you anyway. <laughs> or I may just jump in and do it myself like you have been. Right. But I'm also not going to ask, how can I be better? Right. Because micromanagers they don't feel as if there's any room for improvement. So why would I ask that in the first place? I'm already perfect. This is why I'm micromanaging you to make sure that you're just as perfect as me. Leaders, we have to do better. And that, like I'm saying, look, I'm not faulting anybody for this because we have all been in one of these positions at some point in time. But this is where growth comes in. And here's the easiest way to overcome this. Any time that you're about to delegate a task, any time that you're about to reprimand anyone that's on your team, put yourself in their shoes. Turn the situation around and picture yourself sitting on the other side of the desk and ask yourself, is this how I want to be spoken to? Is this how I want to be treated? Is this how I want to be made to feel? Do I feel a part of this team? You know, do I feel as if I even want to come back the next day? Right. A lot of times as leaders, if you just simply turn the situation around, there's a lot of things that you would not say. There's a lot of emails that you would not send. There's a lot of different ways that you will communicate differently. But sometimes as leaders, we don't do that because the day is moving so quickly. There's so many moving parts, especially when it comes to different positions, that sometimes we fail to realize that the people that are on our teams, they are people. 
They're people with feelings. They're people who want to win. They're people who want to do well. All right. So let me just run through these really quickly. Number one, you have a hard time delegating. Give the task away. All right. Trust your people. Every task needs approval. If you hire the right person, you don't need to be included everything in everything. You don't need to be CC'd or BCC'd on every single item. And when you're a true leader, you want to know how you're doing. You want to know the areas of opportunity, right? So that you could become a better person. I always say that the worst type of team is the one who's only there because they absolutely have to be because they have bills to pay and they have a family that they need to support. That's the worst type of team because those are the people who as soon as it hits that last second of the day, they're like, boop, doesn't matter how close they were finished to completing a task, they're gone. You know why? Because the level of respect is not there. Why? Because it wasn't reciprocated. All right. You want to be able to have a team who is excited to come in and work with you. Right. Someone who believes that you are there for the benefit of them and their success. And great leaders promote other leaders. That should be your goal. This is why they say always be interviewing. Right. Because eventually your top people, you're about to promote out. So you need somebody else that's coming in. But if you have the same bad habits, it's going to continue to be a revolving door. All right. So leaders, we can do much better. I hope that you really enjoyed this episode. Like I said, there's tons of things that we can discuss, but I really felt that these four were the top. All right. If you are interested in some admissions training, Next Level Admissions has launched. Just head over to lessons.motivatewithkat.com. Until next time. Bye, guys. I really hope that you enjoyed that episode. I have been working diligently to bring awareness to career schools. There's so much that they have to offer our students and our community. Every single role within the admissions process is critical, whether you're a part of the admissions team, financial aid, career services, academics, everyone deserves a voice. Admissions is the first point of contact for your school. So you want to ensure that you have a team who exudes confidence, passion, and a clear understanding of effective communication with our potential students. I totally understand the pain of missed class starts, low appointment and enrollment convergence, and this is why I created Next Level Admissions Training by Motivate with KAT. This platform is a step-by-step process, and it is going to train your new and tenured advisors in every single step of the enrollment process to ensure that our students are inspired, and they're ready and prepared to start class. Admissions is not easy. It can be very challenging, but it's definitely worth it. So if you're ready to take your school to the next level, head on over to lessons.motivatewithkat.com and check out Next Level Admissions.